0: Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that will help you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. Together for you. Welcome to episode 12 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key, and I'm happy you're here. On today's episode, we're going to talk about something that affects almost everybody who's trying to lose weight. How do you eat out? Feel like you enjoyed yourself? but still feel like you stayed on your plan. That's what we're going to cover in detail during today's episode. But first, I just wanted to remind you that if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and please leave an iTunes review. They really help out the podcast getting found by other people who might be helped by it. And thank you to everybody who already has done that and is subscribed and has left reviews or ratings. I really appreciate all of it and I know it takes a bit of your time. So thank you. And if you are enjoying this podcast and you find the information I cover to be helpful, the best way to get the most benefit is to also sign up for my email list so that you get exclusive content that isn't on the podcast or on the website. If that is interesting to you, then just head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca and click on the link at the bottom of the page to register for the email list. As I get going, I am going to be starting to put some of my favorite recipes and some of the recipes that are in my meal plan into those emails, and that will be the only place that you'll be able to find them. So if that would be helpful, just make sure you go over and get signed up so you don't miss any. Now we're 12 episodes in and this podcast has been going for about two months now. And I'd be really interested to hear how things are going for you. Uh, What things are you finding most helpful and what things are you still struggling with? That will help me plan further podcast episodes that will most likely help you and serve your needs. Uh, So just send me an email um, or comment on the website uh, about what things you would like or post any questions uh, to help make this more of your podcast. I was just down in Dallas this past weekend at a course done by Brooke Castillo. Um, and it was great. And I met lots of people that are doing really interesting things. And so watching over future episodes, there's going to be more interviews with people who have expertises in areas uh, that I think will be helpful for you as you work on your long term weight loss. So keep an eye out for those episodes. All right, on to eating out. Now as busy doctors, it is really easy to eat out a lot. Either eating out for business and work meetings, or eating out when you're on call because you didn't have a chance to bring food, or just you're tired during the weekday and you end up eating out as a family because you can't figure out what else to eat. And so I think it's really important to have good solid plans about what you eat when you eat out, so that it's not stressful, we're all going to have to eat out sometimes. And if you can just walk into pretty much any restaurant and have confidence that you know what you could order, and be comfortable that you're staying on your plan when you order it without feeling deprived, I think that goes a long way to helping ensure long term success. I know for me, when I was working on losing weight, using other methods, eating out was always my Achilles heel, it would be what would knock me off path, I would feel like I was doing well. But then to go to a restaurant and try to eat low fat, low calorie, low portion, it felt really restrictive, and felt like I was being deprived, which I wasn't doing all the thought work and things like that at that time. And so that would just set off my brain in all different directions. And I would end up often just ordering stuff that I wanted, which would then throw me off path on my weight loss attempts. I really find eating lower carb to be far easier to stay on path in restaurants than eating low fat. And I think it's one of the big things that makes me feel that this is a really sustainable way to eat for life. And so I'm going to talk about my best tips about exactly what do you order at different restaurants and how do you kind of problem solve a menu. But first let's start at the beginning. So the first tip I have is that even if you're being perfect and staying low carb and feel like you're staying right on plan when you eat out, if you eat out a lot, it likely will slow your weight loss efforts. And that's mainly because portion sizes are different when you eat out than when you're at home. The plating is different, so it tricks your mind and you end up consuming more food than if you're eating at home. So even if that food is low carb and what you like would eat at home, you probably are going to end up eating more in the restaurant than you would at home and that might slow your weight loss efforts. Also, most things in a restaurant are designed from a marketing perspective to get you to eat more because it's in the restaurant's best interest for you to order more, get more appies and eat more and want to come back. So this cards are stacked against you a little bit. There's lots of things you can do to do your best, but if you're eating out every single day, it could be a factor that slows your weight loss. And so I would suggest if that's you, doing a bit of work around how you could get some home prepared meals or just simple food to replace some of the restaurant meals may help improve your weight loss. Now the next tip I have is about mindset and when I was preparing this podcast I was thinking man I bring up mindset as a tip for pretty much every topic and that's because it's so important and it's just not talked about in mainstream weight loss programs enough and so when I'm talking about mindset for eating out in restaurants I can use myself as an example eating out in a restaurant to me used to be thought of as this special occasion. And so when I'd go into a restaurant, my brain would give me all sorts of thoughts about, well, this is special because we're out with friends, or because it's somebody's birthday, or because it's been a busy week, and you're tired, or because you've been really good with your eating for the rest of the week. And you deserve this, there was all sorts of different thoughts that would come up. And really, at the base of it, what that was, was my brain wanting the more palatable foods. So my brain, knowing that some of the foods on a restaurant menu are highly palatable, and give lots of dopamine, such as the really processed starches or the foods with more sugar. And so it was giving me cravings and reasoning to act on those cravings. And so I think it is okay to sometimes have special occasions, and maybe there's going to be some restaurant meals that truly are special, and you do want to eat food that you would not normally eat. However, not every day and not every restaurant meal is special. And you need to really get a handle on your brain about that and decide which ones are special and which ones are really just an ordinary meal that you're going to stick with what you would ordinarily eat. And so, another way to think about that is focusing on getting your enjoyment of the meal more from who you're with and where you're at than from all the food that you can order. So, now what I do when I eat out is I still really enjoy eating out, and my brain will often want me to eat out rather than cook at home, but I generally will order from a limited number of things to make a reasonable choice from. So I don't sit down and let my brain just have a field day imagining every single thing I could order, because that'll create a lot more cravings for me. I go in knowing that, okay, when I eat lunch at this restaurant, this is what I usually eat. And I just order it without spending so much time thinking about it. There have been research studies that have shown the more items on a menu, the more likely somebody is to overeat, as well as the more time you spend looking at a menu, the more likely you are to overeat. So even if you can plan before you actually walk in the restaurant what you're going to order and don't even look at a menu, that would be a really good plan too. The next tip would be to get okay with the idea of asking for substitutions and modifications to your meal. Some people find this really difficult and they are embarrassed or think that they're going to create a scene at their table or that the wait staff or kitchen staff will be upset about modifications. But in this day and age, that doesn't happen. I have never encountered a restaurant that didn't agree to make modifications and essentially have never had any sort of fuss made about them. I feel like when I order at a restaurant, nobody would really notice that I'm ordering low carb unless they were to pay attention to what I was asking. So things you may have to ask for modifications around are things like you might have to ask for certain items to be removed that are higher in sugar, such as sauces or salad toppings, um, or dressings or bread items, and you may have to ask for things to be substituted. Sometimes you might need to ask the wait staff what exactly is involved in a dish and what it comes with so that you know what you should be substituting. And again, I'd really encourage you to do that and not feel uncomfortable with it because it's usually quite simple and they're happy to help. And so the next tip I have before we get to the practical tips of what exactly you could order when you're eating low carb at a restaurant is to listen to your hunger cues. I kind of mentioned this at the beginning, but everything in a restaurant is dialed to make you overeat. And so really paying attention to yourself and how you're feeling and stop eating when you're satisfied. Don't keep going until you're full. You can always take the food home and have it later, or you can share with somebody else. I find when I'm eating low carb, my eyes are often bigger than my stomach. So I fill up a lot faster than what I would have. And sometimes I order what I would have eaten and it's too much food. And so learning that about yourself and learning your new appetite and your what takes your new body to be satisfied is an important long-term skill to work on as well. But in the meantime, while you're working on it, learn what those I'm getting satisfied but I'm not quite stuffed cues are so that you can stop before you start to feel full. All right, let's talk about a menu. And what I was thinking with this is I'd walk through the portions of a typical menu um, and kind of discuss what things you might find on it and how you might be able to modify. In a podcast like this, there's no way that I can go through every type of restaurant you could encounter. I generally find most types of cuisine, there is something I can eat. Um, Towards the end, I'll talk about some specific cuisines on what you could look for. But the reality is, while eating low carb, there are some cuisines that we just don't eat very often. There's really not substitutions for pizza unless you just eat the toppings. So we don't really eat pizza very often. We tend to just make our own Chinese food, particularly what's in usually small town Canada, the Canadian Chinese food is uh, really difficult to modify. And so we rarely eat that either. Restaurants that essentially just serve pasta will be more difficult, although there may be something on their menu when you look at it closely that you could order uh, and stay on plan. All right. So starting at the top at the appetizer section, appetizers are a good spot to look when you're looking for low carb options because they often have things that don't have extra bread or starch included with them. So I've talked about my love of hot wings. And that is something that I order a lot, as long as they're not a breaded hot wing, uh, when I eat out. Uh, So wings, dry ribs, anything that's not breaded or not heavily breaded. I tend to take the approach when I'm eating out of not needing to be perfect. So sometimes I do have things with a little bit of breading, uh, but I try to avoid like a really heavily breaded uh, food. I love, love the um, current uh, trend of having like fried Brussels sprouts on the menu or fried cauliflower, things like that. Uh, I often will order that if it's there. In fact, like I'd say fried Brussels sprouts are one of the foods that I crave now and if you haven't tried them i really encourage you to give them a try because they are delicious the things to watch out for on an appetizer menu would be uh, sauces a lot of the sauces on things are sweet Uh, like you know there's a lot of things on appetizer menus that have a sweet chili sauce uh, that's got a lot of sugar in it Um, and so teriyaki sauce would have a lot of sugar in it So just be mindful of the sauces that things are coming with. If there's something like shrimp cocktail or um, something similar, that's usually a fairly good choice. Stuffed mushroom caps are often a good choice, although they may have a little bit of breadcrumb in them. Uh, And, you know, one option, if there's something on the appetizer menu that works well for you, what I'll often do is order something from the appetizer menu and order a side vegetable with it uh, as a meal instead of, treating the appetizer like an appetizer. Okay, so moving on to the salad section, soups are often reasonable choices. Again, you wanna watch for soups that have a lot of added flour for thickening or uh, potatoes. So broth type soups or just a really creamy soup that is more cream than thickened flour water is, are reasonable options when you're eating low carb. You would want to order the soup without any bread because they usually do come with some sort of bread. Salads are reasonable. Uh, You have to watch the add-ins in salads in restaurants. A lot of them have some form of starchy topping like tortilla strips or croutons or something like that. Or sweetened nuts. Um, You can totally have cheese. You can have avocado. Uh, all those sorts of things are good, and that makes eating salads as a restaurant meal to be fairly satisfying. Uh, you can put dressing on, but you do, again, want to watch restaurant dressings because some of them have a lot of sugar in them. So it's okay to have a dressing that has oil in it, uh, but you just wouldn't want one that has a lot of added sugar as well. The other thing to be aware of with s- restaurant salads is that their portions are really big, Um Back in my weight management groups, we did a session where we pulled up a bunch of restaurant menus and looked at the calorie counts for different meals. And I don't really believe in the calories in, calories out uh, philosophy or that all calories are created equal. I think all that is just completely overly simplified. But it's still interesting that those restaurant salads, the calorie intake in them is higher for a lot of them than just ordering a steak with a side of vegetables so it gives you an idea of what all the extra add-ins do and also what the portion size does all right moving on to hamburgers this is another good section for um, restaurants the simple version is just get a burger lettuce wrapped Almost every restaurant will do it. Some do it better than others. So, my husband and I have our favorite places we go for a lettuce wrap burger where it holds together. The lettuce is always crunchy. I find actually fancier restaurants, they don't do as good of a lettuce wrap because they use fancy lettuce. And it really, a good lettuce wrap, in my humble opinion, needs to be iceberg and it needs to be crisp and cold and crunchy wrapped around an ice burger. Um, all the fast food restaurants will lettuce wrap a burger. Uh, they're a little harder to eat than a higher level restaurant because they generally go a little light on the lettuce. So uh, it's a a little messier, but it's still good and it's still a reasonable option. And then you just want to be careful with the sides. Um, If you're like me, when somebody offers me french fries, you know how the waitress says, oh, would you like fries with that? Depending on the day, sometimes it's hard for me to say no. The knee-jerk reaction is yes. So I find it's helpful to just say, I want a lettuce wrap burger with this as my side. So salad or vegetables or whatever you're substituting the French fries with uh, makes it easier because then French fries are never mentioned and my brain doesn't have to go down its French fry rabbit hole and do all sorts of thinking about how great French fries would be. The same thing applies to table bread. So if you're in a restaurant that has table bread, You can learn how to resist warm, crispy bread that's sitting in front of you at the table. And that's a skill we'll talk about in other episodes. But perhaps the easier way is just to not have it actually at the table. And again, if somebody offers me warm, crispy bread at the table, that's harder for me to say no to than if I just up front say, we don't need any bread tonight. Thanks. All right, moving on to pastas, the pasta section So often, I think if you're eating low carb, you just ignore this section. But there can actually be good uh, options for meals in this. Essentially, any pasta, sauce, and meat combination could be put on some form of vegetable instead of noodles. Because if we're being honest with ourselves, generally, when we're eating pasta in a restaurant, it's not about the pasta. It's about the sauce that's on it. So you could have chicken alfredo on top of broccoli and that would be good. I one of my favorites that I've started doing recently. If you're in a restaurant that does some form of taco and puts like a sliced cabbage on top of the taco, ask them if you can have that as your pasta substitute. So raw sliced cabbage and then the pasta sauce on top. I find that is a really enjoyable noodle substitute and I do it at home. Uh, The hot sauce warms up the cabbage, but it stays a little bit crunchy. It's kind of in a noodle shape when it's sliced, um, and it doesn't compete with the sauce. Uh, So it's one of my favorites right now. At home, you could also substitute things like zucchini noodles, but in a restaurant, I've yet to come across something like that. Most restaurants will have some form of seasonal vegetable that you could just ask for the sauce to be put on top. And most have always been delicious whenever I've done this. The meat section or like the protein section, depending what type of restaurant you're at, is usually fairly easy to eat lower carbon. So you just order your protein um, and then a side of vegetables with no starch. And you can usually ask for extra vegetables instead of the starch. Um, You can ask for a bit of butter to put on your vegetables or a bit of a fattier sauce if you feel you need something for staying satisfied. Again you just want to watch if you're doing sauces and stuff for added sugar. There's added sugar in a lot of things in restaurants because it makes things taste better and um, makes people kind of crave it more if there's sugar in it. There are a few restaurants that are doing a lower carb side like um, the keg restaurants. I haven't been for a while but I know they were doing Uh, cauliflower mashed potatoes and I've had it once or twice and it was really quite delicious. So read the menu. Sometimes I find if you're reading a list of mains you can match a protein from one dish with the sides that are paired with another dish to make something that works better for you. And along that point side dishes section on a menu is another good place to look. Uh, I'll often order like an appetizer and a side dish vegetables Um, A lot of places have at least one vegetable. Sometimes they'll have more than one or they'll have things like mushrooms or things that are tasty uh, and delicious that you can match with whatever main that you're having. All right. And my final tip for eating out is to watch the alcohol intake. You can go into a restaurant meal with a good managed mind and really good intentions and knowing what you're going to order And it really doesn't take much alcohol for your intentions to totally change for that bread to suddenly seem like a good idea or the dessert to seem like, well, this time it's a special time and I'll just order it. And so I know often if you're eating out and having a nice dinner, it's nice to have a couple glasses of wine with friends, but I would just say really pay attention to how that affects you. How are you able to make decisions if you're not having alcohol with a meal? And how do you make decisions when you do have alcohol with a meal? And just like everything, use it as a bit of a science experiment. So you really get to know yourself and your own behavior in the two different scenarios. And then it'll make it easier for you to make a decision. If you don't make good decisions after you've had a glass of wine, then it might make it easier for you to say no to the glass of wine at the beginning. So you can keep making good decisions. And if you choose not to have alcohol, it doesn't mean you can't have fun. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded like uh, back in the teenage days of you don't need alcohol to have fun. But it's true that you know you can focus more on just enjoying who you're with and getting entertained by your conversation and the meal that you're sharing rather than looking for entertainment from the glasses of wine or the extra appetizers or the dessert. And I mentioned at the beginning that we could talk about some specific cuisines. I obviously can't go through an exhaustive list of every type of food you may encounter. But things like, you know, a sushi restaurant, there's usually sashimi, there's edamame, there might be other vegetables, really watch the tempura or breaded uh, stuff. Um, And obviously the sushi would be higher carb because of the rice. We've talked about Italian restaurants and pasta In a Chinese restaurant that has more choices using something that's more vegetable based, you'll probably still get more sugar from the sauces and maybe a bit of like starch in the sauce, but it's still going to be better than like breaded or noodle dish. Mexican, a lot of the meats and stuff are good. Uh, You could just ask for no rice. You could ask for the protein to be put on top of a salad or just served with a salad. Um, The beans are reasonable, depending how strict of low-carb you want to be. If you want an in-depth discussion about low-carb, listen to the episode where I interviewed Joy Kitty. Uh, She goes into quite a bit of information about how to eat beans without having a big glycemic response. Fast food we talked about already, but basically lettuce wrap burgers or eating a salad and just watching for the sugar-added toppings on the salad. Greek is pretty easy, like a Greek salad with skewers of meat or other protein on it. Now, I'd be super interested to hear what hacks and tricks you've learned or have found eating out in restaurants. So, post them on the webpage for this episode, which is weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash eating out, or send me an email at info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. And remember, if you're struggling with your weight and you just can't figure out how to get in the groove where you're able to lose weight and keep it off, sometimes the best way is just get somebody's help. And I am a coach for physicians for weight loss. I come to that with my experience in obesity medicine and a large background of knowledge on the science of weight and weight loss, but also years of experience of coaching people through my weight management program and helping people with real world issues with weight loss. If you're interested, book a free introductory call. Uh, The call is just a chance for us to find out what your main concerns are and what areas I can help you with go over to the website and click on the work with me page and you can just schedule your free call on that. And it would be great to have a chance to talk to you. The number of slots for the free introductory calls are getting more limited. And so if this is something that you've been thinking about, but just haven't booked yours, I really encourage you to go over and get it booked while there still are some available for this month. All right, that's it for today. Have a great week, guys. Thank you for listening and we will talk to you next week. And now for a quick disclaimer, this podcast contains general education information on weight loss for physicians. I'm not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician patient relationship. This podcast does not replace a need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing.